0: everyone it's pauline again and i want to thank you for deciding to tune in with me for this week's episode of my podcast series a passion for health for those of you just tuning in this podcast is basically a way for me to help guide and motivate people in finding your passion for a healthier lifestyle and all aspects of health Not only the physical, but also the mental, emotional, and spiritual health as well. And I'll do this by using my personal observations, advice, and knowledge gained from my personal experiences. I've learned along my own health and life journeys throughout the years and am still learning. Now, before I get into this episode, I just want to give a little disclaimer I am not a medical professional. Nor am I a certified fitness trainer. The views, opinions, advice, and tips that you hear from this podcast series are from what I've gained from experience and research throughout my own personal health and fitness journeys. With that being said, my podcast website and social media sites are designed for informational purposes only and are not intended for rendering medical or clinical advice or services. If you feel you have a physical, mental, or emotional problem, you should seek the advice of your physician or other healthcare providers before following any advice or information you hear from me, my podcast, or any sites associated with me. You should always consult your physician before starting any new health, fitness, and or nutritional programs. Okay, we got that out of the way. Let's get this started. Back from my mini hiatus, I think (laughs) a little bit sooner than I announced. Uh, For those listening in who know me personally, y'all know that I tend to go off the radar every now and then when I do not want to deal anymore, when I don't want to deal with people, whether it's people in person, people by text, people by social media just I don't want to deal with people, (laughs) when I don't want to deal with life, when I don't want to deal with anything, and even though it's only been a week since I've been away from this podcast, let me tell y'all that it has been an extremely, extremely, extremely what the freak is going on type of week. I've had some major transitioning that's been happening in life uh, much, much Self-reflection and realization happening, and a much, much need to break out my adulting card happening. That at this point, I'm telling God, "Can I just get my childhood card back? Can Can I? Is there a way to refund this whole adult crap?" <laughs> um, but one good thing that I can say that has come out of this what the freak week. Is that for the first time in weeks, my belly doesn't feel like it's taking over my whole damn short body. I mean, I've somewhat, kind of, sort of, gotten my nutrition back on track to where I would like it to be. Um, Just to clarify a little bit, I'm not eating every damn thing to the point where I'm bursting out my stomach like that scene in Aliens. (laughs) At least I haven't for the past few weeks. Maybe the past few months. So yay for progress. Um. With that. Even though I've somewhat gotten a control on my emotional eating. The one quote unquote bad thing. That has come out of this week is um. That while I may not be emotionally eaten, I think I may have fallen back into one of my other uh, not-quite-healthy coping mechanisms of emotional-depending. As in, I've fallen back onto depending on certain people, and let us call it what it really is, emotionally clinging to certain people. And just like with emotional eating, this emotional dependency, clinginess happens whenever I'm extremely stressed, anxious, uncertain. And just like with the emotional eating, the emotional dependency feels good in the moment, good while it's happening, but afterwards, I'm thinking to myself, why did I just do it? (laughs) What was the point in it? What? I didn't need to. So, as those of you who have listened in on my previous podcast, and or for those of you who may follow me on my Facebook page may know, I am dealing with depression and anxiety. And for those who have never experienced every either one it is seriously a balancing act just like with pretty much everything else is in life everything is in health as far as trying to cope and manage it and as a as a social worker I've read I've researched I've studied about mental health illnesses particularly depression and anxiety because in the line of social work I've done those are the two most major ones that I've seen Um, I've dealt with clients who are living with mental health illnesses but I have to say that it is so much different when you're the one you're the person, you're the client who's going through that personally so um, just to catch you up to speed This past week, like I said, has been a hell of a week. Um, I have been having a hard time motivating myself to get out of bed and to get moving. I'd get up, do something that typically would in the past, before all of this had been going on, um, would get me in somewhat of a mindset to want to at least start my day like uh, some breakfast, a cup of coffee, just making out a little list to plan my day. And I wanted to mentally, I wanted to get up and go about my day and be productive, do something productive. But but for whatever reason, this week I just kept feeling the, the urge just to get back in bed. Even when I did finally convince myself to get up, an hour or so later, I would just start drifting off and heading back to that bed. And this Friday morning was the absolute worst. In the past, um, there have been times when I felt not only physically and emotionally and mentally tired, but this time I felt Emotionally and mentally dead, numb, like not feeling anything at all. I don't know if it was because of the new antidepressant medicine I was on and I did do some research and I read that some antidepressant meds, especially SSRIs, um, select the serotonin reuptake inhibitors, uh, which is uh, the class of medication of the drug I was prescribed. May make a person feel worse as they're beginning the stages of treatment before it makes them feel better. I don't know it was if it was because of the drugs or if it was because I was stressed out about some decisions I had to make regarding some life transitions I'm making or if it was because I was. PMSing or if it was just everything combined all I know is I hated that feeling and I know that at the moment I didn't want to feel that feeling and I never wanted to feel that feeling again so I have to admit that that feeling that that feeling was scaring me because I have never felt anything like that before that complete lack of motivation that emptiness so the first thing I did when I finally had enough energy to want to do something was to reach out to one of my most awesome friends who has been with me and who I've opened up to almost more than anyone outside of my immediate family and I have no idea what I was thinking when I sent her the message but I texted her to not to panic. But if she doesn't hear from me or see any posts from me on social media for the next two days do please promise that she would check in on me. And after I sent that I was I was just thinking to myself, maybe I um Maybe I'm acting a little bit out of line. Maybe I shouldn't have sent that or at least not sent that like that. (laughs) And, of course, I'm not able to take it back. And, of course, she's texting me back. What the hell am I talking about? Do I feel like I'm not going to make it through the weekend due to the depression? If so, I need to see someone immediately. Am I sick? If if so, I need to go to the doctor Um, because that is a lot to put on someone. And I responded, I apologized, I told her to, never mind, I'm sorry, just forget I said anything. And of course, after I sent that, she's calling me and tells me, just talk to her, you know, she's listening. And at that time, I wasn't in the right mindset to properly put into words Everything I was feeling at that moment that caused me to feel that way. That caused me the need to feel like I needed to send a message like that to her. So mainly when she asked me to just talk to her, I just started crying and babbling out something, responding somehow, (laughs) saying something (laughs) whenever she was asking me questions. And she was just the person that she's always been and was just caring and compassionate and listening and awesome. (laughs) That's all I can say about her. But anyway, so um, when I finally got myself together and looking back at that experience, I have been thinking to myself that as wonderful and amazing as she had been in that moment and in many past moments, I didn't wanna I didn't wanna do that to her. I didn't want her to feel whatever she was feeling when she received that message from me when she heard me just break down crying and I didn't want her to feel that then and I don't ever want her to feel that ever again. I didn't wanna Place any burden on her she and other loving amazing people who have been with me throughout these current stages these current transitions in life are not always going to be in my life forever they're not always going to be here at the moments like she was at that one they're not always going to be here at all the times that I would love for them to be hell no matter how much they made care for me and they may want to be here for me. So, just like I'm learning to break away from my unhealthy codependency on food, I'm going to have to continue to learn how to get through life's journey without that unhealthy codependency on my loved ones. And just like with everything else in life, it's just mainly finding that balance with them. Um. Yeah, so just so y'all know, I did reach out to my therapist because one of the reasons why I did finally decide to reach out to a therapist months ago was because I didn't, again, I didn't want to put that burden on anyone. And when I got in my right mind, again, I did reach out to my therapist and let her know about the episode I had. And yeah, so with that... Before I sign off, I just want to say that if anyone is struggling with any type of mental health issues or concerns, don't ever feel like you have to suffer through it alone. Don't hesitate to reach out to your primary care physicians, therapists, as well as your friends and loved ones who may be able to help guide you to get you to whatever resources you need to help you deal with it. NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, is a great place to start with them having over 600 state organizations and affiliates across the country that provide educational resources and many provide free support groups. You can check out their website at NAMI.org. If you or someone you know is in an immediate crisis situation, NAMI has a free crisis text line available in which you can text N-A-M-I at the number 741-741 in which you can connect with a trained crisis counselor to receive free 24-7 crisis support via text message. You can also call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-TALK or 800-273-8255. You can call the Lifeline for whatever crisis you may be going through, whether it's suicide or not, and they will connect you with a crisis center and the Lifeline network that's closest to your location. The call is free and confidential. Remember, all aspects of your health, not only the physical, but the mental, emotional, and spiritual, are important in maintaining your overall well-being. Don't ever let any aspect go on chat. And as always, I am grateful and honored that you chose to listen in. Until next time, love y'all.